listening to the Always Be Booked Caribbean Cruise and Orlando Vacation Cruise Cast with your host, Tommy Casabona. All aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast show coming to you not quite live from New York City. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to find, download, and listen to the show as we cover anything and everything relating to cruising. We got my cruise buddy, uh, good friend overall, and uh, legendary cruiser. We talk about Stu and his refined style of cruising. We have the antithesis of this in my buddy Chris. Chris, what's up? Say hello to the people. Hey, what's going on, guys? How are we doing today? You've heard you've heard Chris before. One of the first, Chris, you might have been on like the second episode ever, right? What was it the second or third? I forgot. Yeah, it was a while back. It was uh, after we did the gem. Yeah, the gem. We did the. Uh, well, actually, yeah, it was like 2016. It was a good time after we did the gem, so it wasn't like we were fresh off the ship. But uh, yeah. we talked about the gem, the cruise we did in 2015, which was one of the all-time greats as far as I'm concerned. But one thing I wanted to do was kind of introduce a few more personalities to the show for 2018. What year are we in? This is 17, but we're going into 18. Right, 2018. <laughs> Makes sense. All right, cool. So wait, first of all, what are you doing tonight? you working? I am working, yeah. I'm doing a uh, big-time buyout down at uh, work at Social down on 8th Avenue. Oh, really? Is it a Junebug buyout? or? No, it's just uh, just a regular, uh, some English company. They, uh, they're they here for the holidays, so they're doing their party here with us. Ooh, sounds uh, lucrative, no? Uh, hopefully. New Year's Eve in New York City. Uh, you always get these crazy buyouts. You get, you know, everybody comes to New York for New Year's Eve, and it just, it, it, it it can be great in terms of some of the money, but just remember, it's also the most competitive night of the year, too. So when you are in a Chris's position where he's got a bar and it's already bought out and you don't have to do any work like I do, I'm checking the freaking ticket sales every hour. And uh, we had a nice push in the last 24 hours, but it was kind of hectic. But um, talk about New Year's Eve. What 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 are some of your uh, – I we, listen, and I'm throwing them on the spot here. I didn't even – prep this at all but chris what are you some of your crazy memories from new year's eves in the past oh man uh probably, wow when uh probably don't when i used to work <laughs> no no i do uh when i used to uh when i used to work at planet hollywood uh we used to have the uh the fox new year's show every year i was there for about four years and uh let me tell you man that that was bananas and you see like all the celebrities just getting hammered and all kind of stuff like that and it, it was it was pretty cool. You, pro- and, uh, yeah, you also, probably saw some stuff that you're not supposed to talk about, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, confidentiality agreement before uh, you start the shift. Is that is that true? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can give maybe one or two. Come on. There's only like three or four people listening. Come on. Ah <laughs> uh, no, uh, man, I, I, I don't know, man. I don't I I don't need the lawsuit right now. I got a cruise to pay for. <laughs> can, can, can you give us something without using names? Oh man, uh, you know it's just. There's I mean, it can't be. People, it can't be crazier than what you've done. Uh, yeah, yeah, not really. It's just you know, like certain people that are like married, certain celebrities yeah, that are married end up, it, you know, yeah. like hooking up with you know somebody else, and it's just like you're like, wow, really? Did that just happen? All right, well, well, if only like the spouse was here or whatever, you you would you would really miss something if if uh, if you weren't there and the spouse was there. Yeah, you will, we'll let you off the hook with that one there. Um, <laughs> I just remember New Year's Eve. Every New Year's Eve, I think of uh, 
this place I worked at. Now I'm gonna go like you. I'm not gonna name names because I'm not gonna like. I I just remember. I don't know why I think of this every New Year's Eve, and it's not like a crazy wacky story or anything. But working in one of my, uh, you know, places over the years, not in this current state, and I'm not trying to uh, perpetrate any stereotypes here. But um, we had an event coordinator with us in one of the cities I was in, and she was she happened to be blonde. That doesn't mean she couldn't have been brunette. Couldn't have mean you know, but she did happen to be blonde, and I bring that up only to say that she was. Uh, no offense to blondes out there, but. I can't believe we were getting ready for a big, you know, six or seven hundred person New Year's Eve party. A bunch of people coming in. Chris, I'm telling you, this girl was blowing up balloons in the front. And I go up there and I'm watching her blow up the balloons. And I'm like, she just looks sad, looks disappointed. I woke up. I'm like, hey, what's the matter? It's New Year's Eve. Come on. She's like, no, I'm just kind of bummed. I'm like, why? She's like, as she's blowing up the balloons, Chris, she goes to me. I don't know. I'm blowing up these balloons, and I was I was just hoping they'd be the kind that float. <laughs> I, I I looked at it. I didn't really know what to say. I, I it's like you can't really like make fun of it. Like you have to just turn your head to walk away and kind of just take a deep breath and be like, yeah, that was that just happened. Yeah. Couple of things I wanted to say at the top of the show. Just uh, stand by for one second, Chris. Uh, just at the top of the show, we always ask you guys to check us out on Instagram, Always Be Booked. Uh, please join the Facebook group, which is the Always Be Booked Cruisers Lounge on Facebook. We do have the YouTube channel. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that we were a hundred, you know, hundred days a year active on the YouTube, but you know, we put the montages up there. Chris has a couple of starring roles in some of those. Um, and uh, what else do we have? The uh, Oh, yeah. Email me, Tommy, at alwaysbebooked.com. Tell me what you think. What what direction would you like to see the show go in for 2018? As I keep forgetting the year. It's taking its toll. I'm going to do, you know what, Chris? This is going to be crazy. I'm going to do a dry January. What do you think? Uh, I'm actually considering doing the same thing. Right? I mean, yep. when, when does it stop? Enough is enough. I just, I, we'll probably go in a little bit tonight. Have a couple drinks, enjoy myself, but we also got the uh, March, what is it, March 3rd, right? Yep, March 3rd, Freedom. We got the March 3rd, uh, Freedom of the Seas cruise, so I'm a little late. Usually I like to start the cruise diet three months out. Looks like we're going to do it two months out this time around. Uh, Would you believe, I mean, you you saw me on the last cruise, and by no means was I, um, you know, a fitness model, runway ready, but I did get down to a uh, freaking 10-year low of 229, and uh, that's a long time ago. <laughs> I am not 229 anymore, and uh, I don't know where it's going to be. I'm going to have to step on the scale tomorrow, and how satisfying is it that it's a freaking Monday and first of the year at the same time? Yeah, yeah. All right, so what do you got? You got any resolutions? Uh, I got to lose weight again for the next one. Yeah. For the next cruise. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it crazy, man? That's just the way that's part of the mantra of always be booked is to just continuously <laughs> be booked. So you, at least every couple of months, you're kind of keeping yourself in check with the weight, with the drinking, with everything else. But, uh, um, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to tomorrow to kind of start, you know what I mean? I got the juicer ready. I got the freaking coffee ready and, uh, the gym. They're uh, they're gonna. I'm 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 ready for the whole walking back in there and the uh, woman who checks you in saying, "Well, where the hell have you been?" Um, so <laughs> it's gonna be packed. I'll let you know that. That's the truth. I mean, come on. 
it, it, it is nuts and, and, and every and, and all. But the thing is, on the first, a lot of times people are busy uh, in the membership office. You know, the next day is usually when <laughs> the equipment gets messed up. But I go on kind of off time. So a lot of times it doesn't really affect me as much with all the people filing in there at like 8 a.m. Um, do you do you go to the gym or no? No, I was uh, I was doing riptism for the past few years. Shout out to Stu. Riptism, Chris's alter ego. Well, it's like me walking around the ship, and you know those like old school things they used to have on your like shoulders, like the pixies, and like you know yeah. the devil and the angel on the show. That's like Chris and Stu on each of my angels. Chris is like, come on, let's do a smoothie, let's do yoga, let's go to the gym. Chris is on the other side. Let's burn this freaking ship to the ground. <laughs> yep, that's. <laughs> Pretty much how it rolls out. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, all right, a couple of things I wanted to say to the listeners. All right, this is uh, crazy. I got a lot of emails coming in. I want to thank everybody for requesting the uh, people. Chris, people have been uh, requesting that um, the crew's little Excel spreadsheet I put together. So yep. a lot of people are enjoying that, and they're uh, getting some use out of it. So I appreciate that. Um, also, uh, this is going to come off weird. I just want to bring this up. I've been getting a, a good amount of... Uh, Facebook friend requests from uh, listeners, and, uh, and and this is, guys, if you know anything about me and you know anything about the show, I'm not the type of guy that's like, I'm, I'm nobody. I mean, I am going to continue to be nobody when I get freaking 150, 200,000, a million listeners. God willing, that eventually happens. I'm still going to be nobody, so it's not a big-time thing. And what I've been doing is kind of like just, yeah, accept, 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 accept. What's happening now, and please just take this the right way is that every time I log on to Facebook I just have a entire news feed full of people who no offense I, I just don't really know <laughs> so um, I just wanted to kind of make the announcement because I have a bunch in this stun and I don't want you to take it personally if I'm not accepting friends requests all I'm gonna say is the always be booked group the crew the always be booked cruisers lounge on facebook we can just connect there we can freaking have as many conversations as you want you can private message me all you want i will absolutely get back to you i just don't want to stock fill my i guess what do you what do you call it the the wall the news feed whatever it is with just a uh, like things and people and family members and personal details about people's lives that i i honestly don't know who who, who people are so people just I, again i'm sorry i don't is that is that coming off like an asshole i don't mean to but and again it's not because of any freaking status or anything like that like i am nobody of course but just if if you if you can roll with me on that let's connect let's let's communicate in the cruisers lounge we have full access to comment on each other's stuff and you can message me all you want um just I just wanted to put it out there and didn't want people who were sending me Facebook friends requests to think that I was like thought I'm big time or something, which clearly I don't. Um, all right. So now that that's out of the way, Freedom of the Seas, March 3rd. Chris, what are you excited about that cruise? You thought about it yet? You have any plans for it? Any um, cruise goals for well, it? Well, we're doing two places that we have. Well, I haven't done yet. I haven't done St. Kitt and uh, Labadee, Haiti. So I'm really excited about that. San Juan, I've done a million times. You know, being that I'm Puerto Rican, I always visit family there. And we did St. Martin last time when we uh, did the gem, so. I agree with you. I have not done either one of those. I mean, you know what you get with Labadee, you know what I mean? You got a, it's it's basically a beach day on steroids. It's a private island. But um, this side of Disney's Castaway Key, 
I think that it is the best private island that there is, from what I hear. And uh, they, it seems like they do a really, really good job. And I know one thing you appreciate probably is the fact that the uh, drink package works on Labadee, doesn't it? Uh, I'm not sure. I didn't check that yet. You usually check into that stuff, bro. What's the matter? You slipping <laughs> anywhere? Hey, listen. I just, I just, uh, I just purchased my way onto this ship about a week ago. So you got to give me some time. I did. I was, I was wondering when you didn't, when you didn't book before the 90 day period. I'm like, ah, you know what? I think he's going to be on it, but you know, you never booked until you booked. So Chris did book, but uh, yeah, no, that's one of the first things you you usually worry about because Norwegian, a lot of the Norwegian islands do. Yeah, that, you did know that we were we were like celebrating that when we uh, thought we were going on the um, the 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 quantum of the seas. We were all pumped up about that. You remember that we were going to Labadee? Um. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, we were. And then uh, we ended up. We ended up changing to the gem. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then you were kind of you. Were, that was always like a criteria for you, because then you were pissed when you heard that you know that's not the case on a lot of the carnival ships or the carnival private islands that we were looking into. But uh, yeah, so you doing that zipline, the uh, dragon's breath? I I'm definitely doing something this time. Last time I was just like, I, it was totally like a recovery trip for me. Like I was just working so much. I pretty much like slept through like two of the stops on the ship. So wait, which one? Uh, which, which one are you talking about? Uh, the last one. Oh, on the. Uh, oh, okay. I got you. Yeah, the thing the, about Chris escape. too, when we when we cruise with Chris too, because Chris has like two cruise lives. Chris has the cruise life that he has with us, uh, the crew we go with, and we hang out for dinner, and we do this, and we do that, and we kind of so, sometimes act normal. And then Chris has his other cruise life where he wears. Uh, costumes and he wears <laughs> giant hats and he is basically literally I feel like the cruise line maybe should pay you for just just going around the ship and entertaining people little kids girls old people couples groups everybody Chris is wearing orange on orange uh, golf outfits with a hat the size of Texas he's uh the stitch in 150 degrees, a stitch furry outfit in 120 degree weather. And uh, everybody's just like, he's he's pa- almost part of the show. You would think he's like, and you got some competition on this uh, cru- cruise, Chris, because uh, the Royal Caribbean is famous for their dream DreamWorks characters. So, you know, this is no just, uh, you, you don't just have SpongeBob to compete with on this one. You got a whole slew of DreamWorks crew uh, characters. Are you ready for the challenge? Yeah, I'm good as long as SpongeBob's not there. You know, I have problems with him. You and SpongeBob did not get along. I get it. You know what? There was a little bit of a a, a, a beef, a turf war with you and SpongeBob. Nobody got hurt. I'm thankful for that. Uh, was SquarePants getting in your uh, getting in your way too? No, man. It was just the kids started going crazy, and uh, this was a uh... This was the cruise before I went with you guys on the gem. Um, okay. I went I went with my family and I was I was on crutches because I had just dislocated my ankle. <laughs> and um it must like, have been a bunch of, Oh, I was, it was horrible. But uh I was I was limping around basically the whole time and then uh so the the first day we're leaving New York and all the characters from Nickelodeon come out and the kids are sitting down, you know, just singing along to the songs and dancing. And then all of a sudden, SpongeBob comes out and it's just all hell breaks loose. And all the kids just start running towards a pool where he's dancing in front of. And I'm standing right there, you know, holding a drink on crutches. And this one kid just like takes me out. 
Ooh. And I'm just like on my ass on the floor, and everybody's like staring at me, laughing. And since then, I like blamed SpongeBob <laughs> for that day. Wait, you were on the floor with your crutches, yeah, injured. And, I was and... on my back, drinking the air. Was, uh, and, the kid, and the kids were laughing. <laughs> no, like the adults were laughing because the kids like put me on my ass, basically. Like I was just standing there, leaning on one crutch, and SpongeBob came out. And literally, like, 60 kids just come running at him because they start singing the song from the show. And it was just, it was like, it was literally like a stampede. You would have thought somebody yelled fire. Like, all the kids just ran towards him. And I just happened to be in line of sight between them and him. Well, and they just took me out, yeah. Either way, one way or another, you, you're uh, you're always entertaining the people, whether it's voluntary <laughs> or not. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. I'm here for the people every time. <laughs> All right. Um, all right. So what I wanted to do also while I had you um, is and we're going to get back to our cruise in a minute. But um, what I did on this, like I said, guys, you know, I got a full time job. I commute New York City traffic. I do the best I can as far as prep. But sometimes I don't always have the time. If you if sometimes my process is usually I'll have a show topic that I think is interesting or something somebody suggests to me or whatever. And um I'll just spend some time. I'll do my research. First of all, it takes, you know, a couple hours to get my news stories together. And then on the main topic, I want to be as detailed as possible. So I'll organize my thoughts and get the notes together and this and that. That takes probably all, all in all a day or a day and a half sometimes, maybe even more, depending upon the topic or what it is, whatever it is. But, you know, I, I want to get into the realm where I can kind of just bring you some content in, uh, like this where I've done no prep whatsoever but what except you know the only prep i've done was just to kind of look on some of the facebook groups that i'm a part of and looked at some of the hotter topics some of the things that people are talking about in the groups and i figured chris who's a, a veteran cruiser as well maybe bring him on and have him weigh in on some of the stuff as well so i'm looking at this stuff chris just like kind of you're hearing it too i kind of fished out a couple of them you know this morning and uh I would just, I would, and I'm sure a lot of the audience would just love to hear some of uh, my opinions on it as well as your opinions too. So I'll start with uh, this one. Uh, so we've cruised multiple times. Uh, they've never done Faster to the Fun. Are you familiar with Faster to the Fun, Chris? Uh, yeah, we did it on the Splendor, but uh, it did took forever because I was in my Stitch costume and everybody wanted to take pictures with me, so we might as well have not paid for it. <laughs> Chris is telling the truth. We got the faster to the fun. But the thing about that one is, too, uh, I'll say Chris is 100% right what he's saying. I'll say this, too. We didn't need it. If you were just regular in regular clothes, I think we would have just walked onto the ship. For some reason, I don't know. I think it has to do with the time you get on the ship. It has to do with... Um, how big the ship is, uh, where the where the you know how efficient the port is, you know the the you know Carnival doesn't necessarily, or do they? I don't know if they control you know the the curb to uh, ship experience as much as the actual just employees of the port do. I'm not sure whose jurisdiction that is. I think it's the port actually, so it might be uh, on them too. But my thing is, is if if there's a line, I mean how. I would have loved to have had, and obviously Norwegian doesn't have faster to the fun, but if they did, we our embarkation was a little long on the last cruise, wasn't it, on the on the escape? 
Uh, yeah, no, definitely. Um, that was a very long process. Well, you had Stu, so Stu had to be freaking Mr. On Time at noon. We got to get there exactly, you know, and then we, you know, we were in line, and it was a big ship, too, as opposed to what Chris was saying. He's 100% right. We would have just flew through. We did get faster to the fun, but I don't think we needed it. Uh, and it was null and void also for the fact that we're boarding the ship with a freaking grown man in a stitch outfit, and whether it's employees, whether it's baggage claim guys, whoever it is, and that was the Sam Hunt cruise. So there was yeah. no shortage of pocket. I mean, that was aside from the Florida Georgia Line five day music festival at sea. That Sam Hunt cruise was uh, the most pocket filled cruise ship I've ever seen. And, uh, yeah, so everybody was trying to get a picture with Chris. I don't know. I think sometimes I think they think you work for the cruise line too, don't they? Uh, I have no idea. Like, it was just, it was just, everybody was like stopping me along the way. It was like, you know, the, the lady checking your passport, uh, when I was going through, uh, you know, getting my bag scanned, the picture lady, when we were getting on, she's taking a picture of us. And then she's like, Hey, can I take a picture with you? And then the other guy was kind of take a picture with you. So it kind of took forever. Yeah. We we gotta just paint this picture too, and then we were we were working on adrenaline because the night before, I, like I said, I used to live in West Palm Beach, as I've told you guys, and I spent a few years living there, and it was a great great time, made a lot of lifelong friends there. So we decided the night before we would do a night in West Palm at my friend's club. So we went kind of hard that night, and we were probably going to at least four thirty, four forty five in the morning. We go back to the hotel. We know we got a cruise. We're up at about, I don't know, nine o'clock in the morning. No chance we weren't. We no chance we weren't still drunk. We were absolutely hammered, and we decided, okay, well, we got the cruise coming up. Our, our, we like let let's make sure we hit the gym first. So we actually go to the gym drunk at like nine a.m. in the morning. <laughs> we're on the treadmill. We do a couple of miles on the treadmill, maybe little weights, this and that, because we're all still, you know, off that. You were heavy into riptism back then. Yes. And then uh, what, what did we do then? We took a shower, and then we just got in the car, probably in the car by like 11 or 12, and uh, headed from West Palm to Miami, which is right around an hour, hour and a half drive, depending upon traffic. And... Uh, <laughs> We just one we turn around and, and Stu's in the front, Chris is in the back. We just see him, he's got his clothes off. Well, what are you doing? Right before he gets on the ship, he transitions into his what was stitch, right? Yeah, it was stitch outfit, yeah. He transitions transitions into his stitch outfit right as we're passing Fort Lauderdale. We got Pitbull going, fireball going. Not fireball, <laughs> the drink. We didn't wear we don't we don't uh condone drinking and driving. Just the the song. So we're pulling it to Miami, and Chris is like like a freaking telephone booth superhero, switching into his stitch outfit. What uh, what goes through your mind when you're doing that stuff, Chris? Um, really, it's it's nothing. I'm just like, hey, listen, I'm I'm here to have fun. That's it. It's absolutely true. That trip you had probably like six or seven. Well, I don't know, four or five different outfits. You had the Top Gun, right? Yeah. I had the Top Gun, I had the Stitch, and then I had the uh, the Ricky Fowler, yeah. All right, so so a solid three. That Ricky yeah. Fowler hat is always a big hit. People like to wear yeah. it. Yeah, it's because like the the like old guys like you know watch golf and stuff like that. They like they automatically know who it is. 
I don't even so know who like it is. Hit who, with I pretty much everybody. Who is it? Who Ricky Fowler is a is a former golfer or a current golfer? No, he's a he's a current golfer, but like he's pretty much known for like his like outlandish style, kind of like how John Daly was like uh, back in the day with like the crazy pants. Yeah. Um, his thing is like he's just very like very vibrant colors, like bright purples, bright oranges, and like he always wears orange on Sundays because uh, he went to Oklahoma State. So like whenever he's in a tournament, he's playing on a Sunday. He always wears like bright orange outfits. But he doesn't wear that hundred and fifty gallon hat, does he? While he golfs? No, 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 no. That was that was in that was in protest to one time they uh, they said he couldn't play in a tournament because he wouldn't bend the brim of his hat. So uh, he uh, he came in, he showed up to the tournament with the uh, the big giant hat, and then they made like it was such a big hit they made like a limited edition like amount of them, and I just happened to buy one. Hold on, back up a second. They <laughs> they wouldn't let him be in the tournament because he didn't bend the brim of his hat yeah they they were saying like it's kind of like a ghetto thing you know with the flat brim and stuff like that and it was just a there was a whole thing about his wardrobe and now, now so, i'm not a, i'm not a politically correct guy as you know uh but that is some racist shit right there you, yeah. you 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 can't wear your hat as it comes from the store i mean i know it clearly yeah it is it's like a little bit of like a uh you know, it is it is like a newer kind of like a hip hop thing, like last last few year, ten years or so. Like that's kind of like a symbol. You leave the hat flat. I get that, but that's to say that you can't do that in a golf tournament, and you'll be banned from the tournament. And if you can't wear your hat like that, yeah, I, that's I'm not sure. If it was, I'm not sure if it was like a banned thing, but I think it, it might have been either he was going to get banned or like they were going to fine him if he would have kept wearing the hat flat, and then eventually like. You know, some of the guys came out and said, yo, listen, this guy's like a really good talent. Like you guys need to lay off of him. And so they finally like just let him rock it out. That is ridiculous. If I were him, I would have freaking wore my pants off the back of my ass too. <laughs> just in protest. Um, oh, yeah. All right. So the, the 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 I guess the verdict here on Faster to the Fun, what I think the answer is is that it is worth it if you um, – if you want to just show up to the cruise terminal at any time, and if you think you're going to be on a ship that is going to be crowded, I think it's worth it. I think if you know like us a lot of times, I don't know if I'd buy faster to the fun again uh, because, again, we show up at freaking 2, 30, 3 o'clock, and we get right on when, you know, when, when, you know, when, when Stu isn't making us get there early. But um, the, uh, the other thing, though, that you do get with faster to the fun that you have to keep in mind is that you also get uh, priority – embarkation onto the uh, tender ports so you can get right on the tender ports if you are at a tender port but who the hell freaking wants to be at a tender port anyway i i hate those freaking things but i mean if you do end up on a cruise where you have to tender you get priority on that as well so it's just something to keep in mind it depends on what's um important to you here's another question you see it all the time uh and i don't know if you want to weigh in this unless chris do you think you can get a cheap cruise if you book uh, a cheaper cruise if you book like a long way out or do you think your best bet is to try to catch last minute deals um well with this one that i just booked i got it cheaper by about i think by like 250 300 bucks and before it was like i think it was like 15 something and then now it's uh it was like 1277 or something like that yeah um so that's one thing um but also like 
uh, family members in the past, like my family does a lot of cruising as well. Uh, one time, uh, one of my cousins wasn't gonna wasn't going to go to my my cousin's wedding that was on a ship, and um, at the last minute he booked and he got like one of the the uh, the back uh, rooms with like the uh, the balcony with like the table set up and everything that's like literally on the back of the ship and he got it for the price that I got my interior for. And he booked it about two weeks out. You know, I think I think I think the answer is it's happening less and less. I think nowadays here's here's an example. I used to, you know, you know I don't like to fly, so I take trains a lot. And uh what I used to do, I had a little scam in my mind uh, that cuz if you try to book an Amtrak sleeper cart online anytime before the trip, you pay an extra like 3-400 bucks on top of the ticket. I have done that. I mean, it's you know, I you don't you don't want to do it, but I just uh, for an experimental basis, one day booked a regular seat. Was it like 125, 150 bucks from New York to Florida, and then I got on, and then I just was hoping that they didn't sell out. So I went to the conductor and I said, uh, "Hey, can I get a can I get a sleeper car? I didn't purchase one, but can I just pay you a couple of dollars and you put me in there? And nobody sees nothing." He goes, "No, I can't do that." Uh, that's, you know, <laughs> there's integrity issues there, but, uh, I can do it through the train, the, the, you know, through Amtrak and you'll probably get a good deal because they're not sold out. So I did that and I got on there for like 90 bucks. I got my sleeper card for like 90 bucks and that was good. That worked for me for like a couple of years as I was traveling throughout the country. And then one day it didn't work anymore or it did work, but you literally had to pay, you know an extra the the regular number so what i was like i asked why and they said because people kind of caught on to that so what a lot of times probably what's going on with the cruise lines is that they're holding steady knowing the fact that a lot of these rooms aren't getting booked or these cabins aren't getting booked because they think that we are on to them and we can beat the system by waiting till last minute and i think that uh, i think the gig is up with that and i think uh they know that they basically, you know, they're just going to hold strong to their pricing. And uh, I still think you could see it nowadays because the truth is no matter what, if the cruise is not selling, the price is not going to go up. And in your case on this last one, it's gone down. Now, when I was going to book this cruise, they were quoting me at about, you know, 1600 bucks or whatever it was. And I was going to get a casino discount. And I got a significant casino discount, but now when I look at the cruise, if you're going to go book it now, it's basically for the discount that I got. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, you uh, you definitely did yourself a service by booking it later. But uh, you know, if you listen to any travel agent, anybody in the industry, any blogger, anybody, they'll all tell you, you have to book a long ways out. And the truth is, they're probably right. If you just did it as a whole, if like if you measured it, is it better to book late or early? Uh, I bet overall research would show that it's better to book early. But yes, if you want to be a psychopath and look for some deals and try to pick off a cruise that may not be selling well, you can get amazing last minute deals, right? Yeah, if you if you find the right one, you know, if you're going on something that's going to have, you know, a lot of people like I think with the escape, we probably you probably wouldn't be able to pull something off like that. But I don't know how many people are like, you know, doing the, the freedom of the seas. Right. But uh, like the escape is like a big, you know, everybody's trying to get on it. So 
yeah. I'm pretty sure like that that deal's probably like falling out the window at this point. Speaking of the escape and p- speaking of the breakaway plus class in general, um, it seems like the breakaway class the breakaway class in Norwegian is almost like broken down into three subclasses because you had the breakaway and the getaway which are, you know, legitimate breakaway class ships. But then you have the breakaway plus class ships, which is the uh, escape and what's the other one? I think there's another one. I could be wrong, but I think there's another one. Escape. But now they have the joy and the bliss. And I think those are bigger, more elaborate ships than the the escape and... Uh, the getaway? Yes, the getaway, right? There's the getaway. No, that's the breakaway class. Sorry, I'm all over the map here. But uh, the bliss and I think the bliss and the joy from Norwegian are a step above the escape. And uh, if there is another escape class ship, but I think or a breakaway plus class ship. But um, those two cruise ships are absolutely out of control. And they've innovated something to where I don't know how I feel about this. I kind of I don't know how I like it, but the go-karts on the top of the ship. How do you feel about that? I mean, that's something that even Royal Caribbean hasn't even tried yet. Um, you know what? It's I, I'm 50-50 on it. Like, I think it's something cool. It's something innovative. But at the same time, you're taking away prime real estate for, for pools and stuff like that. You know, it's I know I know you still have, like, your water slide area and things like that. And that's the one thing I didn't really, like, like too much about the escape. It was, like, the pools were very small. Like, you didn't have, like, a nice-sized pool where a lot of people could kind of chill out. You had that small one in front of the stage, and then you had uh, another one uh, a little bit further up that was uh, pretty much where, like, the kids were playing. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of, like like you said, like, with the Splendor, the, uh, the aft pool in the back where we were just hanging out. It's all adults. Everybody's drinking, having a good time. Um, but that's, like, prime real estate that you really can't get rid of. But I like the innovation that that they're thinking of. They're trying to do something different, and you know, it. You know, sometimes the same thing over and over just gets redundant. You know, you're absolutely right. I th- I feel the same way a hundred percent as you do on that. Again, it's cool to be able to be on a cruise ship and say you went on a go kart, but Norwegian. That's a thing with them. I don't know what it is, and you'll you know you have you talk to King Marty. Marty on a you know one of our cruise buddies and one of our original you know members of the uh, always be booked cruise uh, Facebook group he he says it too when he's right if you are looking for like real real sun deck stuff Norwegian the newer ships on Norwegian don't really cater to that because even on the escape like you said the regular Lido deck the pool is small but not only the pool it's also the deck as a whole there's not a ton of room out there. To kind of lit, uh, lay out in the sun, and you know, you got to get there real early. They have the sun decks on top, on the very top, but that's like in the middle of nowhere. So, Lido deck wise, they're not, they never kill it, Norwegian, do they? Uh, I think the gem was like the one of the only ones that I actually liked. Yeah. Like it was, it was plenty of space. You yes, because the gem is an older ship. I'm talking about like yeah. the newer ones. Again, oh, the- yeah, and the new ones they yeah. kind of like, and even with the bar, it's almost like a weird configuration. It's almost like a, a number six, like a digital number six, uh, if, if physically, like if you look at it from the from the top up, because even that top sider bar kind of creeps it. Not top sider bar, whatever the uh, that bar is that's on the regular ground floor, it 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 shoots in and cuts off a lot of deck space too. Whereas on the um, 
on the on the on the gem, they had it up on the top level. You know what I mean? Yeah. So again, I, I totally agree with the innovation. But again, on a cruise ship, when you have that many people, especially on a ship like that where it can hold five thousand people, people want to people want sun space, and you know that's why wouldn't you do? I mean, if you really want to do it, like Royal Caribbean does, they put it inside like their field house or whatever it is. Their um, you know, their their park with it's like a, it's like a, it, it's like a um, bumper cars, basketball court slash dance club. And uh, they put they they don't they don't waste the deck space with that, do they? They they put it inside so you can kind of make sure you can still get your son, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, I don't know. That's just that's just my opinion on it. Apparently, it's Chris's as well. Uh, somebody asked uh, who has done a solo cruise and how was your experience, Chris? Would you ever consider doing a solo cruise? Uh, well, this was the first one that I didn't have a roommate. So, it was actually really fun. Yeah, uh, but it's not. I, that's not what I mean. You're not. Yeah, that, no, no. That's I, I know what you mean. Like, going by yourself. Yeah. No, but like, but kind of. I kind of got the feel because I was really away from you guys. Like, it wasn't like we had like the same room down the hall or whatever. Yeah. Um. So, like, as far as far as retreating, as far as retreating to your room, yes, you had that advantage. You can go back to your room and chill. You get a pocket lined up. You can take it right back, no problem. You don't have to freaking take it out on the balcony and you know whatever. But what what I'm <laughs> what I'm saying is, uh, I'm talking about booking a cruise by yourself, going out and spending seven days, you know, just basically either kind of keeping to yourself or being forced to make friends and being on a ship with no one else that you know was that something that you think you would do or you know would it be interesting to you or like adventurous or what yeah i would i would do it you know i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty sociable or whatever but um like all you got to do is like meet that first person you know if you're if you're a very big like introvert it might not be the best idea if you're the type of person you know you're like a hermit crab i wouldn't suggest it because then you're gonna feel all alone for seven days you're gonna be eating by yourself drinking by yourself you're gonna be that old guy that sits in the corner of the bar um so the best thing to do is like if you're a sociable person you you know you like talking to people i would definitely suggest it um i would definitely do it in a heartbeat if i could yeah Um, i wouldn't see you having any trouble with it yeah definitely not um me i don't know i i i once i get it going i'll go there with i'll go in with the best of them but yeah i kind of i kind of like to go in like maybe a little bit with uh a little, a little bit of a crew and kind of get the ball rolling. And then once we get the ball rolling, I'll be the life of the party. But um, not necessarily – I'm not necessarily the starter, I wouldn't say. You know, I, I there's uh, – I saw this on a Facebook group because I've always considered it. I wouldn't rule it out. I, I, I would maybe might do it. But um, I would like have a project when I did it. I would like have a purpose. I would like <laughs> – to laugh your ass off, but I would probably try to write a cruise album. I would take my acoustic guitar, and I would try to write a cruise album. And then, you know, if you meet people, great. You see some sights, yeah. But I would be like, you know, let me just get some inspiration under the sun in the Caribbean. Have some drinks. Bring the guitar and see what comes out. Um, I, I in in these groups that I see, and it was weird because I see there's this Facebook group, uh, Solo Cruisers, and um. 
and I joined it because I was like, all right, well, let me see what it's like. Let me see what they do, you know, if they enjoy themselves, people who cruise by themselves, do they have a good time? And the thing is, I've always seen people that are cruising by themselves on a lot of cruises. And you're right. They are exactly like the, the person you just described, like the adventurous type, the outgoing type. And you could tell they didn't give a flying F that they were by themselves. They were going to make friends. They were going to meet people, and they were going to enjoy themselves. And uh, I, I give those people all the credit in the world. They just throw a weird thing that some somebody all everybody's encouraging themselves and each other about solo, cruising solo. And then one person wrote, you know, I just broke up with my boyfriend after five years. This is going to be the first Valentine's Day, uh, and I'm going to book uh, a solo cruise for Valentine's Day, you know, and then I saw a bunch of people like knocking that person like, oh, I don't know, Valentine's Day, solo cruising. That's probably a little sad, a little depressing. I just thought it was a, li a little hypocritical and ironic that these people who are just in love with cruising by themselves are going to like shame this person and, and all of a sudden turn on them because they want to cruise on Valentine's Day by themselves. Do you, do you, do you feel the same way? Do you, you know, give, say all the power in the world to them if they want to cruise on Valentine's Day by themselves? Listen, whatever whatever makes you feel better, and all honesty, I'm not one to give love advice, but if it makes <laughs> you feel better, you know, go ahead and do it. Listen, I, some of the best times in my life I've had, you know, cruising, you know, whether it's with you guys or whatnot. And you know what? If you want to go solo and just throw your inhibitions to the wind, feel free to do so. Wait, so you're saying we can't, we're not going to start a segment on this show every week called Love Advice from Chris? Uh, listen. We we could talk about that later. <laughs> we could talk cru, cruise love advice. Cruise love advice, perfect. Yes. Oof, I don't know if love is the right word for that. Um, but uh, <laughs> so uh, all right. So here's another one. Somebody wrote. I'm just and I was kind of cherry picking these out of the blue, and I was just kind of randomly picking them. You know, I don't have a huge listenership. Like, uh, shout out to Sherry, like I always do from Cruise Tips TV and everybody over at Cruise Tips TV. They have um, a, a great, great community, and she's does her YouTube uh, live streams, and there's just like rapid-fire questions coming in, and it's really a really a good vehicle for content. And, you know, it really makes you feel like, you know what, just stream of consciousness questions that are coming out. Nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. And everybody kind of – so I don't necessarily have those influxes, but I kind of just in order to kind of, I guess, create a little bit of, you know, I guess, content for this, for this particular show, which – I don't have time to prepare for. I just figured I would kind of like look on and so just check check in on some questions that I saw. So I saw someone wrote, who has sailed on Carnival Sunshine? What are your pros and what are your cons? Uh, Chris, I know you haven't cruised on Sunshine, have you? No, I have not. Um, but let's just talk, uh, and I'll get to that in a second. But for your for your opinion on this, what what do you see as some of the – Good, bad similarities, differences between Carnival and I think your other main cruise line is Norwegian. What are the pros and cons to each ones? Oh, man. Um, a lot of the Carnival ships are dumps. <laughs> I have to say that. You're not kidding. Like, yeah, a lot of them are, you know, like, and it's just, oh, man. You know, it, it's the setups are pretty much all the same, no matter what the class, except probably like the newest ones. Um, it's like, you know, piano bar right next to the uh, the club, which is right next to like the martini bar, like every single one. And the restaurant on behind one, it, yeah. 
Yeah, if you've been on one carnival ship, you've been on all of them pretty much. As you're far talking as like about, the, and the, you are talking just like you said, just repeating. You're talking about most of the older, older ones, and you're right. Yeah, like like the the ones that you know are about, I would say, ten years old plus. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty much all the same, the same, uh, you know, setup all the way around. Like Not, I've been on, I've been on three. Okay. Um, so, the what was it? That I did I did the Splendor with you, I did the Victory, and I did the Triumph uh, way back when, which was my first cruise. Yeah, and that one. And, and that they were one, all pretty one, much just one, The <laughs> Two of the <laughs> – you know what's funny? Two of the three Carnival ships you were on uh, made news. <laughs> I know. Didn't the Triumph one, like, die? The Triumph <laughs> – the Triumph was dead in the water and had to get towed back for three days, and like meal meals had to be helicoptered in. Um, Jesus. <laughs> and then the Splendor, way back, uh, the engine room went on fire. <laughs> you know what's crazy about the Splendor? And uh, shout out to Carlos. Carlos brought this to my attention, and then I kind of looked into it, and it's true. Um, Carnival Splendor, if you notice, it's its own class of Carnival ships. It's the only one in that class. Did you know that? No, I did not. Like everything else has a class, like you know the uh, uh, Vista class, the Fantasy class. You know, they all are a couple of different. You know, the Spirit class. Carnival uh, Splendor is its own class of ships, and the reason for that is because that ship was not ever supposed to be built for Carnival Cruise Lines. Carnival Cruise Lines as a whole owns Costa Cruise Lines. And uh, it does have sister ship, a sister ship. And its sister ship is actually a Costa ship that sank. It's the Concordia sister ship. So if you look at the layout of the Carnival Splendor, it's the same exact layout as the um, Costa Concordia that sank. So you're talking about a class of ships that has not had a, a, a lot of good luck. Now, the Splendor is still going strong and is absolutely, as I've said many times, one of my favorite ships. But, um, you know, between its engine room fire and its uh, sister, the Costa Concordia, it hasn't had a, a great run of luck as far as the class goes. Um, what I wanted to ask you also was you were on the Victory recently. Now, I was supposed to be on that ship with you. Uh, did you or did you not, uh, I, I may have heard, have a brush with uh, the law, maritime law on your on your sailing? Is that true or not? Uh, yes, it's true. <laughs> okay, so this this has been known to happen here and there. Chris does not look for problems. I could t say that, you know, firsthand. Uh, he doesn't look for trouble at all on cruise ships, but Chris is an active cruiser. Chris, Chris does like to meet people and... Chris does like to dabble, like I do myself, in the late-night action. And you know the old saying, nothing good happens after 2 a.m. And I guess you could apply that to the sea as well. Uh, Chris, w what happened on your last victory cruise that had us thinking that maybe you'd be met with handcuffs as you got off the ship? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, where do I start? Um, uh, wow. All right, so basically... It was a it was a buildup of um, I don't know I guess this there was a crew there was there was a lot of like groups on this ship, a lot of like you know uh, older groups with like high school reunions, family reunions, stuff like that, and then there was like groups of meathead guys or like you know groups of you know 
just groups of idiots in general. And uh, there just so happened to be this one group that uh, was a group of brothers. And then uh, I guess they brought one of their cousins along. And so, like, the the brothers were, like, older, like, you know, like, mid-20s. Um, and then the cousin was, like, 19 or, or whatnot. And they just kept, like, you know, like, shunning him, throwing him to the side, you know, while they did their own thing. Um Whenever they were hanging around girls, he was the butt of the jokes and stuff like that. And, you know, like, I, I wasn't, like, following them, but, like, you know, they would pretty much be where wherever, you know, the action was. So whether it be by the pool, whether it be in the club at night or, you know, one of the bars or whatnot. So they were they were always, you know, happen to be around me. So I would just, you know, hear hear things here and there. And so basically it was the last night, which I'm glad it was the last night. So I didn't get put on lockdown, you know, for the entirety of the trip. I basically got put on lockdown for like two hours. Um, uh, I decided to buy the kid a drink and I was like, Hey man, you know, like, don't let that stuff get to you, you know, enjoy yourself. And you know, he was, he was, he happened to meet a, a girl. And so I bought the girl a drink as well. And I was like, you know, don't let that stuff get to you have a good rest of the night or, or whatever. And one of the cousins came up to me and just like took a swing on me. And then we started going at it. I threw him to the ground. And then like the whole cast of characters came out and was trying to, trying to jump me. Wait, why, so, why did, so why did he take a swing at you because of, he, uh, he thought I was, he thought I was trying to, I was trying to take the girl away from the kid. And were you? No, <laughs> I was talking, I was talking <laughs> right, to the I kid the whole you. time. You know, I believe you, but I, that's a legitimate question. No. Yeah, no, and I was like, hey, man, I was like, dude, I was like, I, I bought him a drink, too. Like, I'm not just buying her a drink and, like, trying to take her away. Like, I bought him a drink as well, you know? Yeah, yeah, so, no, I got you. So, uh, so he just kept talking, and I was like, look, man, just leave me alone. And they call I, that, they know, call that, By the way, they call that a pickpocket. I've seen that happen before. <laughs> Jer Jersey Shore calls it the robbery. We call it the pickpocket. Yeah, all right. I like it. I like it. That's a good one. Um yeah, so basically, like, just, like, all the brothers started trying to, like, you know, hit me, and one of them was, like, trying to choke me out or whatever. No big deal. Uh, eventually, eventually, security came in and separated us. So I'm on my own, you know, whatever. And uh, there was another kid that was, like, at the bar that looked like me, apparently, um, from what I was told. And... He, uh, the, the kid that I initially had the problem with went up to him and he's like, yo, I'm not done with you yet. Like he grabbed him by the shoulder and he like, like, you know, pulled him, pulled him from behind and said, I'm not done with you yet. And all of a sudden his group of goons came literally running, you know, like the, how the bar is set up around the dance floor. Yes. Like it's like the ring. Yeah. These guys were running on there. Like, you know, they were some ninjas like they were on there running and then they just started kicking and punching his whole family i had nothing to do with this so you I'm had, so you, on had the an, side. you had an imposter somebody was impo somebody had read about you somewhere in some cruise blog <laughs> that this guy you know gets a lot of attention and a lot of action on cruise ships and so you had an imposter on the cruise and they thought that that kid was you and yeah. then all the brothers that were making fun of this poor kid decide to you know kind of come in but then that kid had a had a crew of goons and they came yeah. running to his aid and now there's a melee and it was just it was hell on earth at that point i was actually getting i was getting walked out from the club yeah 
So I was pretty much out of it. They're still brawling in there, and I'm getting I'm I'm getting taken out. And uh, one of the the kid that I initially had the problem with got it really bad. Like he got he got beat up pretty bad. And yeah. his sister kept saying that I hit him with a glass bottle. As you know, they don't serve glass bottles on ships, so it's virtually impossible for that to happen. Right. I can't. I can't hit you with a aluminum Bud Light bottle hard enough to make you bleed. <laughs> so, I don't think. I don't think John Carlos Stanton can hit you with a with, with a bottle that hard, <laughs> <laughs> like, and you start bleeding. So, um, yeah. And then you know they were just like you know we're gonna take you to your room. Um, you know, you can't come out, whatever, until, you know, we, we get to Miami. So when we get to Miami, they call, as we're trying to get out, they call me to the, uh, security office and there's two cops there. So yeah, automatically I'm like, you know, uh, you know, just like quivering in my boots basically yeah um, you're wondering if you're gonna be able to go on you you're looking at a freaking seven day escape cruise that you're about to be like am i gonna freaking put my escape cruise at risk for the carnival victory <laughs> yeah exactly which, which probably would have been the dumbest move in the history of all history <laughs> um, but uh yeah so like we just sat and talked and the process was like hey what happened uh you know i, I told them my side um, they, they told me that the sister said that I hit him with a glass bottle. I was like, they don't allow glass bottles on the ship. So automatically, you know, she's an idiot. Um, two, everybody was drunk. Three, I was, I was there by myself. I had no friends there and he grabbed the wrong dude. And the, the guy that he grabbed had like 20 guys with him. It was like a bachelor party cruise. So they just all, you know, jumped in and, you know, did what they did. And he's like, so you sure? You know, I was like, listen, you could check the video, um, you know, and from there he was like, you know, do you want to press charges? I was like, listen, he hit me first, whatever. I defended myself and then I got jumped and I was like, listen, if he's pressing charges, then I'm going to press charges because he threw the first punch. He said he doesn't even know who you are. Right. So the, the, Actually, he found out who I was when I left the office and we were walking out and the sister was standing right there with her pants that were all bloodied up from the fight. Jeez. And she's she's holding them like on her shoulder, like as to show like this is this is what happens when you come on carnival or whatever. Yeah. Well, and she and she started pointing at me and she was like, that's the kid. That's the kid. And um, but eventually, like it was it was all like done from there like there was nothing there was nothing much else to talk about but i was really really worried about getting on onto the escape i was like man if they go up right you know you got a red signal you can't get on because you just started a fight on the uh (laughs) on the victory (laughs) well that's that's a dedicated cruiser because that's what that's that was the main focus but i'll say this I, i i'm not gonna say that i'm not gonna sit here and say that it's a carnival thing i think it's just more of like a class of ship thing because i was on the Gem once when I was uh, traveling with uh, Sony and that crazy wacky, you know, that, that was as, as wacky as a cruise as I've ever been on. And I was in the Bliss, and uh, I did an episode way way back called "Don't Be That Cruise Guy." If you haven't heard the back episodes, ladies and gentlemen, I suggest you check it out. Don't be that cruise guy. And one of the entries was the meathead thing. And listen, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm, I like to think I'm past it. Every once in a while, you have those rough nights where you, uh, you know, the beast gets awoken again. But I'm in my day way back. I'm not gonna act like I was above 
a, a meathead fray or something like that when you're out in a bar or whatever, this and that, you know, just boys will be boys type thing. But um, I said very clearly on a cruise ship, that stuff has to go. And that's I really truly believe that I cruise like that now. Um, we had a little mini incident on the escape, but I, I think, I think, um, while I was fired up early, I think I was the one who kind of like made sure that I talked to the powers that be involved and calmed the whole thing down. When I go on a cruise ship, I think what you have to do and the mindset you have to have, and I'm not saying you could have avoided this cause it sounded like you couldn't, but just general advice, avoid it, man. Just uh, not to you, to to the audience. Just avoid this stuff. You're gonna have jerk offs everywhere you go. You're gonna have people who are immature. They're gonna have people. You're gonna have people who think they're at sea and they're above the law, and they'll find out real fast that they're not. But you're gonna get people for whatever reason. You know, maybe they're on vacation and they're on vacation because this is their celebration because they broke up with their girlfriend or they lost a loved one, God forbid. And then they sometimes come on the vacation with a certain attitude and they, they mean to kind of, you know, let go of things. But then the drinks kick in and, you know, those emotions kind of get built up. Same thing with the holidays. Some of the worst places to be is in a bar on the holidays because 8 o'clock to 12 o'clock, it's full of Christmas cheer. And then, you know, 12 o'clock to 3 a.m., that guy who's alone for the first time on New Year's Eve or Christmas Eve is still lingering around and he's not going to go home without there, you know, without blowing off some steam. But what I say is, what I mean is be proactive with your attitude in terms of looking to avoid problems on a cruise ship. You're on vacation your, your, your life is good right now. Do not do anything. If you got to suck it up and be the bigger man or swallow some pride because somebody said something stupid to you or did something stupid to you, really try. And I can't be as uh, vocal enough as, as, as po- I can't be vocal enough about that and saying, really just try to avoid it. Sounds like in this thing, you just were in the wrong place, wrong time. Your, your intentions were good and you weren't looking for a problem either, but you know, just remove yourself in general, ladies and gentlemen, from any problem situations. A lot of the audience right there out there right now is probably saying no shit. <laughs> but um, uh, I'm just I'm just thinking it's something that's that's worth bringing up. You know what I mean? No, but kudos to you, though, on the escape. You guys handled that very well. Yeah, on the escape, we met some friends. We just made some friends literally that night. We kind of started getting along with them. It was a crew of people. And uh, I think one of, one of the... Um, one of the guys was gay, and uh, somebody said that a group that they bumped into, somebody uh, said a derogatory term to them, and they were, like, upset, and then somebody was scrapping, and I was like, we were, like, kind of, like, took it personally because we were, like, looking to defend that group of people. So it was a little bit of a standoff, and, um, you know, we kind of realized that at one point, you know, this is free. <laughs> that was night one, wasn't it? Yes, that was H2O, like the 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 party, like the uh, embarkation party or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, so I think we were all like, listen, this is, what are we doing here? This is out of control. I think I think I had a moment of clarity where I was like, "Every this ain't going to happen. I am not going to cruise jail on night one over, you know, no offense, somebody I met 12 hours ago. <laughs> not 12 hours ago, four hours ago. But uh, I think that's what happened. So we just had uh, to kind of kind of squash the whole thing. Is, is that is my memory clear on that or? Yeah, no, but it was funny because uh, what's Ross's wife's name again? Oh, um, it's Amanda, right? Amanda, yeah, yeah. Uh, so like, she's like trying to pull him away, and you guys are like talking to you know the guys that are all acting up, 
and I'm standing in the corner. I'm just like, dude, I did this shit two days ago. Yeah, you know, I'm, not, I'm, I'm like, I'm not doing it on day one. <laughs> Can you imagine? You'd be banned from the sea. You'd be banned from cruising in general. Oh, man. they wouldn't let me on a plane ever. Yeah, no, but that's kind of like you know you feel bad because you want to like because the only thing that got to me is like the the person was very hurt by it. They seemed like it was actually a, a genuinely affected and, and and like visibly shaken and upset by just somebody. And we just you know we met these people and we were like, oh, you know, cool, you know, we'll see you all week. It's gonna be fun. So you automatically know, you're at sea, you start to like form a bond with people, and then you just hate to see just some jerk come in and do you know so so, you, so we we got fired up and it was like kind of like a thing for a minute but then i think something happened where i think you know they had a little personal thing before that and it was more it was deeper than i thought it was between the two people and that's when i was confused and that's at that point i was like what, what are we what are we doing here we're not trying to save the world everybody calm down are you guys okay are you guys okay this is night one and then just cooler heads prevailed in general. But again, that's what should always happen. I guess a lot of the audience is like, like I said, like no shit. What do you, what do you, what is this even a topic for? But you know, sometimes it is. What are you gonna do? Um, all right, let me ask you this, Chris. Uh, good yeah. for the good, good, good person to ask uh, in general because you're in the bar industry as well. What do you feel about? Uh, is it bad form to tip with two dollar bills while you're on a cruise? Or is that cool? Is that funny, kitschy, cool? So now, like, what, what do you think uh, about tipping with two dollar bills? Uh, me personally, like at work. Yeah, I guess ask that first because I know okay. the answer on that. Yeah, it, it it's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not fun. It's not good yeah. luck. Yeah, no, it's it's not that it's not a good look. It's just it's yeah. a pain. It's a pain when you go to the bank, you know. Yeah. Uh, no, but it's, uh, it's, yeah. But I, I think on the cruise, on the cruises, some people argue that the crew does like it. Hey, if the crew likes it, then fine, right? I mean, yeah, if they're cool with it. Listen, to to them, cash is cash. You yeah. know, for us, it's just you know we we go to the bank and we have to deal with all the headaches at the bank and stuff like that. But um, yeah, with them, it, it's fine. They, I guess they just change it out. You know. Yeah, in the bar. Let me just get that out there. In the bar, scene, restaurants. It, it, no offense to you if you think walking in with a a bundle of $2 bills is cool and you'll be like the guy remembered. You will be remembered, You'll, but you'll be remembered as an asshole. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. There's no just to let you, There's no slot in our cash draw, draws for $2 bills. We don't have the real estate for the $2 bill. And then we would take the forgotten bill. I mean, I'm, a, I'm not going to lie. I've thrown away $2 bills just because I want them out of – I feel like they're just a bad omen. I want them away from me. Um, but I hear, I, hear it's, I hear it's okay on the cruise. So I guess on the cruise, the crew likes it. Um, me personally, I would just, you know, spend, spend, uh, I would, I would just err on the side of just giving them money that I know they want and know they would spend, which is one or five like anybody else. But, um, Hey, hey, listen, I guess some people, some people say it works and, uh, you know, this was brought up and I think that's the answer. I think the answer is don't go to the bar with a $2 bill, but, uh, on the cruise ship, I guess it is acceptable and it is welcomed by the, uh, crew because you know what else is it it is cash and a lot of times they don't get cash they get mostly paid in uh you know whatever the distrib distribution is into their paycheck which is taxed and shared with everybody else so i guess a two dollar bill on a cruise ship is cool right yeah yeah, yeah like i said it's cash so they'll they'll yeah. take they'll take whatever they they can get you know yeah um i'm gonna i know you gotta run i'm gonna just run to just a oh, couple, no, I don't, couple i don't have to run i got time <laughs> We'll sit here. We'll, we'll we'll do a countdown at midnight. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, all right. So 
on the Always Be Booked page, somebody posted about, I think it was Carlos. Carlos posted about, uh, you know, the cruise lines. They they go they go up. They the drink packages go up. The percentages go up. And uh, he posted that Royal Caribbean uh, posted the following news: As you prepare to sail, we wanted to notify you of an update regarding our daily gratuity charges. As of January 2nd, 2018, Royal Caribbean will be increasing the automatic gratuity charge from $13.50 to $14.50 per guest per day for regular staterooms and from $16.50 to $17.50 per guest per day for suites. Uh, the daily gratuity is shared among dining, bar, and culinary services staff, stateroom attendants, and other hotel services teams. So, uh, that's a polarizing topic. Somebody came in and kind of, you know, was like, you know, why are we even talking about this? Why is this a discussion? Now, my question is not necessarily why, uh, if you feel that it's right to go up or not, but do you feel that it's a worthwhile discussion to have? My thing is, is like it is because I think that it's just worth noting how often they do it. These people are, I guarantee you, they're underpaid. There's no doubt about that. The, the people who get your stuff and take care of your room and get you your drinks and your food, I guarantee they're underpaid. That's why they're there, and that's why there's maritime law. Not maritime law. That's why you know the laws are not United States laws because they're trying to get away with uh, extended work edge hours and stuff like that. So my question is, I think it's worth bringing up only because – Cruise lines have been known, notorious for nickel and diming, and I think it's just worth noting because if Royal Caribbean does this every now and then, yes, okay, no problem. You know, you don't want to pay your employees is what you should, so you're going to roll it over to us. Okay, I get it. But if you're doing it three or four times a year, I think you should be held accountable for it, don't you? Uh, yeah, you know, every, it, it's just like any other bill. It's like if your phone bill goes up, you want to know what happened. You know, it, it's... It's just to know what happened. You right. know, it's it's not it's not a matter of like, oh, they're jipping us because they went up a dollar. Like, hey, you know, it went up a dollar because people need to get paid. <laughs> exactly. Um, but if it, and then you know, okay, so you make note of it, and if you see it four or five more times throughout the year, then you're like, hold on a minute, you know, even if you're gonna do that, can you just raise it three dollars so I don't have to see this every freaking two or three months? You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. All right, I think we're on the same page with that. All right, uh, so speaking of the Carnival Splendor, in February 2018, Carnival Live is making an announcement. Do you know who the new uh, performer is? Do you know who it is yet, Chris, or no? Uh, I read it, but I, I forgot who it was. Should we give you a hint? Uh, it's one of Stu's favorite all-time songs. I have. We, we were on the first. We were on the Carnival Miracle. I was with Stu, and there was a dance floor full of girls on the Lido deck. Uh, oh, Carly Rae Jepsen. Yes, boom, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> we're sitting there, and we're kind of like off to the side having a drink, and he's they're, you know, they're playing. The DJ's going. It's a good little party out there. Everything's having. Everybody's having a good time, and you know whatever music was going on. Call me maybe came on. Stu like a zombie shot up from his chair, sprinted out onto the dance floor, and when I tell you, I think that might might have been where the stew dance was invented. <laughs> he was in his zone off of Call Me Maybe, and he just does this alternating fist pump. I just met you. So she's performing on Carnival Splendor, but 
Here's the catch. It's free, so you don't have to pay for it. And it's on the Lido deck. How did Carly Ray how did Carnival land Carly Ray Jepson? Uh, I think it's just times are a little hard for her, that's all. <laughs> that is true. When you want to talk one hit wonder, I mean, that's the that's the picture of her in the dictionary. I mean, she's talented. That was a good song. I mean, that was a it was a huge hit. And uh, you know, you you wonder you wonder why Carly Ray just fell right off a cliff after Call Me Maybe, no? Yeah, man, it was you could still play that song and it's still it's still a hit. I did the other night. I backed it up with uh, I did a three in a row. You know, sometimes you're a DJ too. Mm-hmm. I I was DJing Friday and I didn't have it. You know, I always I always equate my DJ performances to like a starting pitcher, like <laughs> his stats. I'll be like, you know what? If I know I did my thing, I'd be like, you know, all right, that was an eight inning sh- eight inning one run three hit game. I I held it yeah. together. You know what I mean? <laughs> This past Friday, I got clubbed in the third inning. <laughs> I gave about five runs. I couldn't find the plate, and my confidence was completely shot. So Stu was there, too, hanging out, and I knew it was just bad. And I, and, and I didn't have my stuff. At 12 midnight, I was out of all my songs, too. I was done. So when, I, when that happens, I don't know what you do. But when I what I do, I play three back to back WTF songs. Like, what the hell is this guy playing right now? So I played uh, 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 "Medium Pace" by Adam Sandler, <laughs> and this is midnight with a fairly oh, semi full bar. bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> "Medium Pace" by Adam Sandler. If you don't know that song, look it up. And I do apologize for people who are easily offended or in, in, in you know off the bat. Another song called F F Her Gently by uh what's the Jack Black group? Oh, Tenacious D. Tenacious D, yeah. Played that. I, I left the DJ booth and set those those three songs up. And then right after that, the horns version of the Star Spangled Banner. So I put those three songs together, left the DJ booth, went for a walk, came back, had a beer, did a shot, talked to Stu, talked to the bartenders for a little while. And then by the end of the Star Spangled Banner, I get back in the booth. Star Spangled Banner is ending, and uh, they're literally the entire bar is singing, "For the land of the free." So he just threw them off a little bit, and then right after that, I went into "Bring Them Out" by Ti, like I've been known to do, and then I went into a triplet of Carly Rae Jepsen, "Call Me Maybe," "Party in the USA," Miley, Miley Cyrus, and uh, that's what makes you beautiful. Boom, they were back. So basically, I was an innings eater that night. <laughs> you Bartoloed it. Yeah, exactly. I was like, you know what? You don't have your stuff, but you know, the bullpen shot, you got to you gotta last, you got to keep it going. And then it kind of it kind of enabled me to kind of reset the whole thing, reset everybody, reset the whole out of dinner. And then Stu even looked at me. He's like, yep, you got him back. Um, <laughs> so she's going to do with it on the Lido deck. I think that's cool. They're putting the Carnival Lives on the Lido deck. I always wondered why they didn't do that. You know, I guess because you can't charge if it's on the Lido deck. But the fact that yeah. they're not the charging and they're putting it on the – when I was on that Florida Georgia Line cruise, man, that was – on that those Lido deck concerts, That they were freaking magic. Under the Stars, in Cozumel, and, you know, all those, you know, 
well-known country acts and rock acts were playing out there. That'll be a very, very good night. And what I will say, and I'm predicting this, they will get a lot of incredible feedback on that, and they will, you will see that happen again. They will definitely do that again. We still got to do a theme cruise, buddy. Yes. All right, so that's it. We got New Year's Eve tonight. We both are going to be very, very busy. Got a lot going on. Very, very pumped. Um, but what else? I wanted to end it off on saying some stuff about the Freedom Cruise that we're about to go on. We talked about some of the goals. Yes, we have not been to either of those islands yet. Well, I should say ports yet because Labadee is not necessarily an island. But uh, what else? What about the Freedom? Have you looked into the Freedom, uh, the ship itself at all yet, Chris? Uh, I've taken a little bit of a glance, but uh, I've just been pretty much looking at like what kind of uh, packages and stuff they have as far as like the drink package and you know you spa are. package and stuff like that. Yeah, of course, you know. Definitely. Did you see anything on the spa? Do they have they have the uh, thermal spa package available or no? Um, in all honesty, uh, they they just have like pretty much like you know multi uh, like different types of massages, Multiple, the acupuncture, yeah. the typical stuff. Um, I hadn't seen anything about the uh, the thermal spas or anything like that. It's pretty much just, you know, your basic, you know, massages, stone massages, uh, stuff like that, pretty much. In a lot of ways, to me, it looks a little bit like almost like the opposite of the Norwegian. Now, it has, you know, everything that goes on non-Lido deck is inside pretty much but at the same time they have a huge lido deck they have a flow rider uh when you look on a royal caribbean freedom class ship you just see wide open space out on the out on the lido deck which is very very unlike the norwegian escape but when you look at a lot of the activities post that you'd want to do post 6 p.m it's typical on a royal caribbean ship that most of that action is pushed on the indoor part of it so they pretty much uh strategically set up the night from the day to where like they don't want to give you any reason really to go to the lido deck at night i don't know if they do deck parties at night at all yet i have not fully um really researched it but my experience on the oasis was like that and uh what i've looked at as far as online it looks like you know the the grand the, the promenade is what they like to um really really push and you got a promenade stateroom didn't you yes i did then they told you it was the last one. That's not true. I actually looked. I might, I, I might, uh, I might jump into one too. I know they always do that. <laughs> oh, you gotta get the last one. This is it. If you don't get this one in ten minutes, you're screwed. But uh, I think I'm gonna. I think I might jump into one of those too. So we'll see. But it is cool. I just like. I like to be outside as much as possible on a cruise ship. You know what I mean? And I and I just you know whatever it is. But they have that really cool kind of. Irish pub, I forgot what it's called. They call it a different name on most of their venues, uh, Freedom Class and Up. But you actually really feel like you're in a in an actual pub, which is kind of unique to cruise ships where they're usually like Carnival, like you said, is all typically look like each other, where they have like the shiny floor and the shiny walls and stuff like that. This actually is a wood grained. It actually smells like an Irish pub or an English pub too. It's got the acoustic guitar player in there too. And uh it's got the ice skating rink. Um, it's got the flow rider, like I said, on the back, and uh, you know, steakhouse. And I'm sure, uh, I'm sure there's plenty of trouble that we'll be able to get into. But you, are, this is a different cruise for you, though. You're cruising with uh, with Shorty, aren't you? Uh, yeah. Well, that's that's still that's still TBD. But I just wanted to make sure I got the uh, I got the room. Uh, <laughs> wait, 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 you're still not 100 percent on that. Well, the thing is, is like I, I'm waiting to see if she could get the time off of work. Um, okay. 
but I told her like I I booked it, you know, I want you to come. So, you know, if she says yes, then she's coming. If not, then daddy's she, riding solo. She's got to get on that now because, you know, right now when you say it's in March, the boss won't even really, I could tell you from the boss's standpoint. <laughs> Somebody tells me they're taking a trip in uh, March or April. Of course I approve. Yeah, way down the road. But then when you try to pull it off like the week or two before, you're like, what are you doing? What are you talking about? You know, you know this is too short notice. You can't go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they, yeah. They, they won't even be thinking about it. I actually had a uh, cancellation on my end with uh, with who I was going to bring. Oh, okay. But it's already been refilled. All right. Looking forward to it. No matter who, you, your, girl, your girl's cool as hell, so definitely hope she can make it. That'll be a good time. But uh, if not, I'm sure you'll uh, find a way to have yourself some fun either way. But I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to cruising with you again, buddy. And I guess that's about it, man. Happy New Year. Uh, you too, brother. Have a good one. Definitely. Be, be careful tonight. Be safe tonight. Everybody else out there, have a happy New Year. Enjoy yourselves. And we will talk to you next year.